Welcome to the Sports Pro Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome once again to the Sports Pro Podcast. My name is Owen Connolly. I'm the editor at large at Sports Pro. Hope you're all very well. Uh, should be a fun one this. Uh, you may have noticed if you've been anywhere near a streaming service or a television set or a conversation with a sports fan in the last year or two that this is something of a boom time for the sports documentary. Uh, from feature films to The Last Dance to All or Nothing uh, and a whole load in between, there are plenty of stories being told and plenty of places to tell them. But what's the value of all of this? What are the subjects getting out of it? What are the broadcasters and media companies getting out of it? Uh, And how does any of it come together in the first place? Well, our guest this time is able to come at those questions and a few others uh, from more than one angle. Anouk Mertens is the Chief Operating Officer of Multinational Sports Broadcaster 11. She's also the Managing Director of Neo Studios, a filmmaking company created by Eleven's ownership group, Acer Ventures. Over the past couple of years in her role with Neo, she's been the executive producer on Take Us Home, a series charting the attempts of Leeds United, uh, one of the big beasts of English soccer, to return after a long absence to the top flight under pioneering head coach Marcelo Bielsa and new owner Andrea Radrazzani, who is also the Acer founder. Uh, Won't spoil anything for you, but if you've had a chance recently to look at a Premier League table, uh, you've probably got some idea of how it all ends. Uh, You're also probably getting a sense at this point of where the synergies come from in a project like this. But a little while ago, I spoke to Anouk about the production, uh, what it was trying to deliver, keeping all of those different interests in line while telling an honest and compelling story, uh, working with narrator Russell Crowe, uh, and about what's next for Neo Studios and for original sports programming more widely. Worth me noting at this point that Take Us Home has been nominated for a Sports Pro OTT Award in the Best Original Content category. Uh, all the very best of luck to them and to everyone else on that short list of nominees. Uh, And congratulations as well, of course, uh, because that is an achievement worth recognising in itself, whatever happens on the day. Uh, The second edition of the SportsPro OTT Awards will be taking place on the 1st of December. Uh, We are, alas, still in fully virtual mode, but it should be a great occasion nonetheless. Uh, As indeed should the SportsPro OTT Summit, which is happening on the 2nd and 3rd of December, with a world-class lineup of speakers, as well as some great virtual networking opportunities and exhibitions, sportspro-ott.com is where you need to go to register. Uh, tons to look forward to. It's only a couple of weeks from now as we're speaking. Uh, so make sure you are a part of it. Right, that's all ahead of us. But today we're talking about Leeds United. Uh, We're talking Take Us Home and sports documentaries, and we're talking to Anouk Mertens. Game one, 
short season. They've just gone boom later on the way to being back in the Premier League where they belong, destroying teams, playing absolutely fantastic football. So, you didn't quite make it, lads. You didn't quite make it. But you've got to go again. New season. New players. Nuke Mertens, Managing Director of Neo Studios and Chief Operating Officer of Eleven. Welcome to the Sports Pro Podcast. Happy to be here. Uh, good to have you with us. Um, we are here today to talk primarily about Take Us Home, which is the documentary series that Neo Studios produced for Leeds United. Um, I want to get into some of the broader topics, some of the broader uh, issues around original programming and Obviously, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a bit of a growth area in, in sports broadcasting mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, but let's start by focusing on that project. It's, we're two series in, two seasons in, yeah. following Leeds United uh, on a first unsuccessful and then a successful campaign for promotion. How did the how did the project come about? What was the opportunity in the first instance? Well, I think the, the opportunity arose when um, basically Andrea Ratrizani, who is uh, the owner of uh, Leeds United, the owner of uh, Acer Ventures, and and also also sits uh, Acer Ventures sits above you know the, the Neo Studios business. When um, he approaches, saying, "Well, I have this big plan for 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 Leeds United for this club, and wouldn't it be a cool idea to do a documentary on it." Um, and that's basically how, it, how the initial idea got started. And I said, "Well, actually, that is." Uh, a very interesting idea, especially with you know the rise of you know the interest uh, in sports documentaries in general, in not only in the UK but but in, in, in other markets as well. And so we started thinking about it and and listening to Andrea's ideas, what he had with with the club and and the ambition. We immediately felt it was going to be an extraordinary story to tell. Um, obviously when you start uh, this kind of project you have no idea where it's going so we we started thinking talking to people in the club uh, especially with angus who we needed his buy-in as well so he was kind of a bit of skeptical at the beginning um because obviously he said well i have a very big job to do and and my main focus is you know to bring uh, is to bring the results uh, <laughs> and 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 have the journey or this club to to uh, to get to the Premier League and and I'm not an actor and my players are not actors and and so he was a bit concerned that this would would intervene with you know the main objective obviously with with the club but I think we we had some very good conversations uh, at the beginning um, obviously that we are part of one family and make sure that we made our intentions clear um, to tell a story but also to tell an honest story uh, whatever that 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 happened and and I think from the beginning that was something that was really important for us if if from a documentary point of view if you want to tell the story of the club right at the beginning of the season you have no idea what's going to happen um, and and things can go horribly wrong and things can be great 
but we needed to be able to tell all ups and downs of of uh, of the club and 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 Andrea was from the beginning really uh, into that. He said yes, of course. Um, we also got all the access that we wanted, which was great. Um, and and that's how we basically got started. And mm. and we looked for you know a local local crew, a local director who you know feels the city knows the city knows you know the club knows the fans but because that that was i think really important to get this you know very closeness with leeds as a city and as a club um in the series um obviously i'm my role was to to supervise the whole production and and also make sure that from a commercial point of view we actually um made it a good project but um in all honesty before uh, starting on this project, I'm born and raised in Belgium. Um, my kids are Barcelona supporters. We basically had nothing, nothing with Leeds and, until Andrea came with the project. And and during the project, it grew on me. Um, and and uh, yet we discovered this can be a very warm community, um, a very exciting club um, with great. Um, staff and and great future. So um, it really grew on me. <laughs> Just uh, when when you're going into a project like that, mm. where you have, you know, you're you're talking about Angus Kinnear, who's who's the MD of Leeds mm. for um uh for people who aren't aware, um who is a little skeptical. You have Andrea, who is kind of wearing several hats in this scenario mm-hmm. because because of his ownership roles. Uh, with all the organisations involved, where do you go about drawing up, you know, delineating how how you can be scrupulous and and fair and all the rest of it, and and you know, creating um, proper frameworks where if a particular conflict comes up or you know, or, or there's there's some uh, editorial decision to be made, you're you're confident that you're doing that in the best interest of the project. I think we the important thing is that we made the at the be, right at the beginning we're very clear on what the intentions were and and how we would be able to tell the story and the as I said the the ups and downs we needed to portray them as they were and even if if what we were showing was not as pretty all the time um, it is important to to be able to tell that story um, and and we got an agreement on that from the beginning and I think that that was important if you uh, have watched the season and you see some of some of the episodes and and there there definitely have been moments from an editorial point of view that people were concerned should we show this should you tell this um, and in, in my opinion if you are honest and authentic uh, the viewer and, and the fans will, will see it and will understand and also there's some people from a personal point of view said, well, when I get emotional, when I get angry, maybe I don't want this to be portrayed in a documentary. But on the other hand, um, people that watch the series and will see people getting emotional and emotionally involved, it also shows you know, the true passion you have for the job you do and for the club. And, and there are some characters in there and, and that was also part of you know the job really at the beginning to define who are the key characters to follow in, in this journey 
what are the storylines that we want to tell. So obviously you don't know where the story is going, but at least you can plot a bit who to follow and who can be interesting to follow. And and mm. that's what we did from the very beginning and, and, and just agreed that we would not portray people not well in, 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 in the way they really are. Um, and, mm. and, and be honest with that as well, because when you work in, 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 in this kind of environment, you can make anybody look good or bad if, if you would want to. And, and I think that's, that's agreement from the beginning was, was really important. You've touched on it there, but obviously this is an exercise in storytelling where you, you're constructing the, the program at the end, um, but with materials that you've had to gather along the way when you don't know what the, you know, what the arc of it is mm. going to be. You know, let's let's start with how you identify the team who are going to do that. You said you work with uh, a local um, filmmaking team. How did you identify who the right the right people would be for that job? Yeah, we we had from the beginning very detailed discussions on you know those 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 storylines I mentioned and those characters. Um, we found a great director, um, uh, Lee Hicken, uh, who's actually based in Leeds, has a small production company with an excellent DOP. Um, and and when we first met him, you immediately felt a fit um, with, with what we what we had in mind to tell. And he brought obviously um, very in- interesting insights from from the you know the fan bases, the cultural aspects of the city and, and a vision on how this could be interweaved with what was happening on the club. And I think that that made the project also distinct from, from other football documentaries or reality uh, series, that is. Um, you tie in the life at the club, life, what's happening in a boardroom from a business perspective to actually the fans and the city as a whole. And, and that becomes one big lead story and, and the fact that you portray how important a club is to a city uh, was for us important to, to, to tell. And also linked to that is the visual aspect of it. So we were looking for somebody who could really beautifully sh- shoot this and make sure that it really looks like a yeah, most beautiful movie. <laughs> and, 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 and that, that was, that was really important. And, and we found that in, in that local, local team. So they had the best of combination of, of uh, the things that we were looking for. Yeah, and then I mean, I was going to come to this later, but um, the fact that you've talked about the look and feel of it and wanting to to create a certain, you know, a certain spectacle to, to the way that Leeds was presented, you also had Russell Crowe come on board as a narrator, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. adds that kind of level of gravitas as well. Yeah. At what point in the process did that happen, and did, how much does that inform then what you're what you're putting on the screen? Well, we we decided that quite in the beginning, because um, when you look at the whole project, you said, well, how are, how are you going to tell the stories, and and do you need a voice on there, or, or or don't you? So that's kind of part of an editorial decision at the beginning, and and when we decided, well, we need somebody to take the viewer through the different aspects of what will happen in the season, because you have very long time that you're shooting you have a story to tell on in six six times 40 minutes um so that means that some some areas you would skip through 
quite quickly uh, because in our opinion it was kind of boring to to just follow it on a very linear way uh, how the season went so the, so some of the things we went too quickly but then you have a voice that can explain where you end up next in the story um, so that for that reason the narrator was important and and obviously when thinking about that we said we we want somebody that um, from an, edit, an editorial point of view also makes sense and not just have any celebrity name or good voice uh, tied into it and 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 Russell Crowe obviously is a, is a big Leeds fan and all, has always been and so that was our first choice um, and and so we tried to tie him into this project which was not the easiest part of, of, of this whole thing to be in all honesty um, not from a from a engagement point of view because he immediately bought in to the project he, he really liked it and and him being a Leeds fan as I said is obviously something that that really helped but from a practical point of view um, he, he had an extremely busy schedule we had some very strict deadlines on, on when we needed the voice and when we needed to deliver the series and things like that so it was kind of a challenge to tie him down in, in the studio at the right moment so um, yeah it's where been... did where did he record well, actually, the first uh, season was recorded in Louisiana, I think, in uh, where he was shooting a movie. So we booked a voice studio in between shooting days. Um, so he, um, he he did it from from there, and then we had his voice technician flown over from uh, um, Australia to the US, and and. He recorded it, and he didn't want any, you know, director sitting with him or even on on Zoom. So he said, "That's all clear to me. Uh, I'll provide the file." So we we just needed to sit and wait and see, and hopefully, <laughs> what came in was exactly what we wanted, and it was. So, and in, in yeah. he's he's obviously a great professional, and and he, what he delivered was spot on. So we, yeah, just to say, we just needed to drop. Uh, so to say, the voice on on the images and it and it worked perfectly. Um, yeah, he's he's an experienced guy. He's got credentials. Yeah, exactly. Area. And then we said, well, well, let's let's fly our director over. Let's put him on Zoom. And he said, well, I I didn't need Ridley Scott. I can do this. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but yeah, it, I think one of the things it was it was it was it was challenging. Um, and and for the second series, he did it uh, outside of Australia from his own studio, uh, obviously because it was. Not possible to travel anywhere else, um, but yeah, it worked out fine in the end. Yeah. So, question basically of of once you had the video ready, where is the nearest place that he is to, um, so as you can finish up that that audio side of things. Yeah. So, and and that is obviously the last phase of the whole production. So once you have locked in yeah. the episodes, and and then you you the script is created, and then comes the voice. So it's yeah. really at the end of of the process and since yeah, obviously you you are shooting a whole season and then you start compiling the episodes but also the delivery date uh, is always very short um so there's only a very 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 small window where you could have that voice recorded mm. and dropped on, on the images the leads board are attempting to balance the books by selling players of significant value and freshening up the squad with young talent but all of Leeds United's financial problems could be solved in their entirety with the sale of just one player, Calvin Phillips. 
I mean, a lot of people talk about the money in football and that, and you know, it's life changing. It is life changing. You know, there was a lot of speculation about me possibly playing for England, and there was quite a lot of talk that I wouldn't be able to play for England if I was still in Championship. So that was one of the things that made me think that I need to be in the Premier League. It's challenging when players are offered the chance to move to the Premier League. They have great financial incentive, but they have a fantastic footballing incentive as well. So our job is to try and persuade the player that their best chance of playing in the Premier League is going to be with Leeds United. Let's go back to the start of, of the process again, just to, you know, the, the other people who are involved uh, in telling the story. You know, obviously a lot of those, you've got to make those decisions first. You've got to think, who are the people who we're going to want to hear from? There are, there are the principals, there's Andrea... There's Angus Kinnear, there's uh, Marcelo Bielsa, the head coach. There's people mm -hmm. like that who you know you're going to want to hear from. But for example, you know, early on in the second series, um, to give a bit of context about what the club has gone through and what the city's gone through in that first promotion campaign where, where Leeds fell just short, you have mm -hmm. Josh Warrington, um, who's a, a boxer mm -hmm. uh, who's, who's born in Leeds. What, how do you make those decisions about who is going to be the best person to tell tell the story for you when you don't quite know yet what the story is yeah and i think in that was was important as i said the local team that we had obviously knows the the locals and and the connection uh, of, of leads related people to the club so they made some suggestions during the way and just we picked in on what well, this would be an interesting turn because it really fits what we're trying to tell um so they came up also with the mix of, of, of fans that we portrayed in the series. Um, and, and then obviously along the way you have pleasant surprises. You have Calvin's grandmother, who is great um, and appeared to be great on, on the series. So, so obviously, but as you go along, you discover some of the characters that, that work better than others and then get a little bit more attention. Um, and you deal with challenges as well. I mean, I mean, Bielsa obviously is an important part of, you know, the lead story, but Bielsa is Bielsa and he doesn't want to be an actor. He doesn't want to be a, <laughs> a monkey to be put in front of a camera. So you need to uh, deal with that and, uh, in a creative way as well. And, and I think what we did with, with him, um, and, and we had a sat down interview with him and that was really exciting, but you can only prepare as much as you can prepare because you, you ask one question and then he sets off in a monologue, takes you around the club and just tells you what he thinks is important to tell. Um, and But but that is also part of the charm of, of, of what you're doing and who, and who, who Bielsa is. And he can be very poetic. Um, and we used his voice and that poetry as well on the images that we shot and, and, and that combination worked but it's something that we constructed during the way we're saying how are we we're not going to talk every week to to Bielsa so how are we mm. going to make this work in the storyline and this is the way how we constructed along the way how often were you talking to people generally well we had the, the local team basically living at the club um, they became part of the we call it part of the furniture um, and that also, I think, was was part of the success that people really opened up and forgot they're actually there. Um, and then we had some very scheduled sit-down uh, check-ins with, with the key characters. Um, but yeah, 
during normal um, match days, um, we had three to six uh, camera crews there on non-match days. Often three big match days, nine. So it was a lot of people um, being there, walking around all the time. And mm. also we had, of course, fans following the fans and and and, and that kind of stuff. So it's it's a, a big, uh, big project, a big setup. Um, but yeah, we, we we made sure that anything that happens, we were there. And so there's a lot of material shot and a lot of material that obviously didn't make it to the series. And 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 that maybe was, I think, for for the editing team and for the director, the the most difficult part. What do you keep and what do you throw away in the end? Yeah. Yeah. And did I mean, had you had the conversation early on about um, what kind of detail? you want because i mean there's there's detail that's valuable in that it, it, it kind of communicates something whether it's something that a player goes through something that mm. even an executive goes through a decision they have to make something that's you know that looks very different from the inside than the outside in terms of how it's how it's weighed up and, mm. and the the impact it has on their um on their experience and that's going to be of interest to some people it's going to be you know there's going to be some people who are going to be very hungry for that kind of detail and then there's going to be others who are that's the distraction from what they've come to see kind of thing well did you have those conversations at the outset or were they was that an ongoing no that was definitely an ongoing conversation because along the way you need to decide could we do we go left or do we go right or do we focus a little bit more on this and or a little bit more on that and we had a very close um relationship with the club so they kept us informed on everything that was happening uh, and they were planning within the club so we we would know so that at least we could make that choice this seems or can be important or this probably is less important um, and then we had regular meetings with the whole crew together and saying well where are we what have we shot what do we think is evolving interestingly should we focus a bit more on this or that so that's 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 a continuous process and also Obviously, when we, we did the first series, when we did the deal with Amazon, they were also involved in that process because they obviously were interested to know where are the storylines going. So we kept them informed uh, on a regular basis as well. And does the same thing happen or does a similar thing happen um, when it comes to the people that you're including in the footage? You know, obviously, you're going to talk to a lot of players. You're going to talk to people around the club and to fans some of whom are going to be surprisingly articulate or entertaining or able to convey things um, in a way that, that the viewer might not have anticipated, uh, whereas you might have expected to be focusing on someone who was involved with a specific incident that happened in a game or happened around the club. Um, you know, How much do you find yourself going back to those individuals? How much do you find yourself reassessing who your voices are in the story? Yeah, it it's it it was a continuous exercise and, and we as I said we have thrown away a lot of material and we have thrown a lot of interviews uh that we didn't use because in the end it didn't fit uh the actually build up of the story that we wanted to tell. And and th- th- those have always been difficult you know, decisions to make. But yeah, so the, there was a regular check in with, with with, you know a lot a lot of characters and even more than you probably see regularly in the series so um and then some of them got a little bit more screen time than others um but that's that that was part of the process 
Did you um obviously there's there's a lot of this kind of programming around at the moment. What was your approach to coming up with a an identity for this series? Did you look to other series for inspiration? Were there things that you saw and thought we we kind of want to take it in a different direction? How how did you how did you uh, take that on? I think we right from the beginning we had our own idea what we wanted to do without looking too much at other stuff that that was made. Um, from the beginning, we wanted to tell a story about a club and a city, which means that automatically you open it up to uh, broad, uh, broader storylines and broader characters. Um, and and for us, it, it as we said it was a what we call a premium product we wanted it to to be good we wanted it to be extremely good and look extremely well so so the way it was shot the cameras that were used um, those decisions at the beginning were were also really important we just didn't want to make another just plain sports documentary but we want to create a really really compelling story and and that also looked good so um from that perspective we and i hope we succeeded a bit in that that it's it's something different than than the other ones obviously it's a story about a club but i think we've told it differently and we've visually made it differently told it differently as well and what's the what's the future of the take us home project how how long do you think you can tell that story for well i think now take us home the story is told obviously we, we talked about uh, we told the story over two seasons um but Leeds is now back where it belongs, it's home. And if there's going to be a third series or a new series, it's something that we currently are exploring. So we, we continue to shoot um, at the club. Um, and, and, and we'll see what, what you know this first season in the Premier League brings. Take us home, we said. And take us home, they have. To the Premier League. Help us spread the word about the Sports Pro podcast. Subscribe, like and share our content on social. Join the conversation on Twitter with the hashtag SportsProPod. And if you're enjoying our work, why not leave us a rating and a nice review on your podcast platform of choice. And if you want to get in touch, you can send us an email, podcast at sportspromedia.com. The Sports Pro podcast, we're listening to. Let's take a step back. Neo, uh, Neo Studios itself what were the origins of that? Was that something created for this project or was it something that you'd been exploring other ideas before? Well, it actually originated with the, with this series. Obviously, um, being part of, of the 11 Sports group, um, I'm, I'm, I joined the group over five years ago and, and as an MD for, for 11 Sports Belgium. And being active in Belgium, we already started creating um, a lot of creative content around the live sports that we have. And, and 
took those ideas to to other ter- to other territories within the group, um, and then this idea came, and then said, well, it probably makes sense to you know take the creative work that we have done within one territory, for example, in Belgium, um, and this bigger story, and put it together in like one digital production company that could service um, either you know within the group the eleven sports. Um, uh, customers, let's call it like that, or service the streamers um, outside of the company. So it, it just fell together, made sense to to at that point say, well, let's create just a new venture and, and make it the core business is to create great great content and, and tell great stories. And, and that's how, how Neo basically got started. And what's the... Um... What's the mission of it from here? What kind of projects do you see yourselves getting involved in? Whatever story that we want to tell, and, and, and that is in, important for us, is we, we want to tell just good stories. So that means that we need to find projects with um, compelling characters, interesting storylines, and, and this can be in sports, but also outside of sports. Obviously, we are currently uh, working on a lot of um, sports projects, um, not only football, um, but beyond that as well. Um, but the ambition is definitely to grow uh, outside of sports as well and, and do more entertaining and non-sports uh, content as well. And just the, for the, you know, when you're you're developing um, a style or a, an identity for a, a studio like that, do you envisage that coming through the projects that you do? So basically, you'll encounter stories, you'll take them on, you'll work out a way of uh, of doing things and an expectation, set an expectation for what your output is going to be. Or do you want to engage with those stories in a specific way? I think we, we actively look for um, interesting stories. And in one of our, our next projects... Um, is is actually a documentary series on on sumo in Japan, and and that doesn't seem like an easy or an obvious choice, um, but again, when we when we discovered that in the history of sumo, um, there is a very you know big legacy of these Hawaiian sumo wrestlers um, who, who who came to Japan and you know, became big part of of the culture and. When meeting those characters, um, their stories are such an amazing and compelling stories that we felt, well, this is something that we need to tell. And it's very much, it's a, it's a story about sumo, but very much a people's story of those for extremely big guys <laughs> that um, um, have become icons in, in, in Japanese culture. And, and um, this is the kind of project that we said, well, that all, all of the team immediately felt that yeah, this is something that we, we would love to do. And so that's, that's what we are working on now, for example. Mm. Just to put your um, put your 11 hat back on, mm. what's, the, what's the value of, of these kind of programs to, to, sport, to the sports broadcast sector at the moment? You know, original programming, documentaries, that kind of thing. Um, what's the value of it, first of all, in terms of, the stories that you're able to tell, but but more widely, what's the commercial value? Yeah, I think we've seen that that the non-live um, programming has become more and more important um, to 
offset the, you know what you are doing live and brings a an additional value an additional layer to your offering um, i think from an 11 sports perspective what we've seen especially in, <laughs> by covid as well when there was no live games on then as a sports broadcaster you need to reflect on what do you do and what kind of content would you offer to you know your fans that that are really uh, eager to see anything uh, on, on sports so from an 11 perspective we started to think creatively as well what what can we offer and that range from esports to you know creative recompilation of of live games but also try to tell you know non-live documentary style stories and and what you see is that that's um, obviously live is key to to your subscribers and to your sports fans but you can get a deeper engagement by offering additional content around those live games and create lower uh, higher um, uh, loyalty with your subscribers so i think i think from that perspective it it is valuable and will be valuable uh, even more in, in the future and it's just interesting from ace's perspective that there was no creation of an 11 studios it's two separate entities um that can kind of go off in their in their different directions mm-hmm. what's the is that something you would think will be the pattern that's repeated elsewhere that that you have independent studios going out and creating uh creating films and and pursuing stories and then bringing them to broadcasters and that will be the ecosystem or do you think that as this sector gets bigger um the 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 companies that are currently kind of the gatekeepers for live content will play a bigger role yeah if you if you look at the acer ecosystem and and where 11 uh, sports sits and now neo studio sits it could easily have been you know purely in, in 11 studios um, but we thought it made sense to have a bigger objective and that is also driven by obviously who we are and and what um, the companies are in our portfolio we neo can perfectly fill the role from 11 studios so we can service 11 for whatever need they they have but there are also other companies within you know acer we have life now and if there is a need to create storytelling around the life that they are doing, that's something that we definitely can do. Uh, but also very um, deliberately, we wanted to open it up and, and just be there for other uh, broadcasters and platforms out there. Um, because, as I said, the, the sumo story is a great story, but probably won't fit or doesn't fit our 11 uh, portfolio for the moment. Um, and 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 so that goes to a different streaming platform, um, and and so we we deliberately wanted to make that choice, um, and and be as broadly as possible in servicing the internal need, but also the external uh, get the external opportunity. And obviously, being a having a separate studio, it creates I guess a different set of opportunities for distribution um, mm-hmm. with. You know, take us home is on Amazon. What? How do you make those decisions? How do you just? How do you work out what the best strategy is for a program, or is it just a case of, you know, kind of inviting bids? 
it 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 really depends. I think I think for for take us home we um, we started shooting without having a partner tied to the project because we just felt well this is going to be interesting so we will find uh, the right partner for it and and Amazon came in quite uh, early in the in the process um, and then it's been a absolutely great great partner great supporter of this um, because they they immediately saw the value of of a club like Leeds um, and it fitted their strategy well. So um, they became our main main partner on this one. Um, for other projects, if we find interesting projects, we talk to you know platforms we know. We also listen to the platform, listen what they're looking for and based on that see you know where does which project fit basically. Um, so that's 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 how we how we look at it today. What kinds of content are we going to see coming out of this space? Are we going to see takes on shorter form content on stuff that can get out on and you know stories that can be told um, maybe on social channels or are we going to see feature length films uh, playing their part? Well, and how how are studios like Neo going to assess the best way of telling a particular story in, in a particular way? Yeah, I think from strategically from from our perspective for Neo is that we want to tell, as I said, good stories, and we're doing this in the in way of long form documentary series for the moment. We are working on one of feature documentaries as well, um, and and it all depends on also on you know the the end platform. If somebody says, well, I really want to have a series that is shorter because there is a need from for my online platform to do that then we can creatively think about that and 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 develop something so it's it's it works both ways um but key for us to start with was that long form um more premium documentary side that we are exploring but obviously as we uh, are expanding and growing now we are looking more at shorter form content branded content um, because we feel, feel that there is a need from advertisers as well to say, well, we just want to tie in our brand to a good and a well-made story. And, and so that's an area where we are um, moving into as well in the short future. How do you reflect on your role in all of this? Obviously, you've come from uh, a, posi- a position as a broadcast executive. How does it? How does this side of what you're doing now compare to that? To be honest, it's it's something that I always love doing, <laughs> and 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 if you look at my past career and the companies I worked for, I've um, worked at Liberty, Liberty Global, uh, where I said basically at the other end, you know, commissioning a lot of you know series, um, documentaries, films, and and was really involved in you know the selection of that and the creative process of that, and that's something that really inspired me <laughs> since a very very long time and then obviously I moved to a more like a, an executive role in sports um, but always looked out for any opportunity even if when I was DMD in Belgium and we had this great live content and I had a company to manage I said well can we please think about also you know more creatively on how what content do we create on the channel on social media short and long form content to make sure that we have a broad and attractive offering. So it has always been 
something that's always top of, of mind. And then when Andrea came and said, well, I want to create this documentary on Leeds and what do you think? I was like, this is great. <laughs> this is actually what I love. And I like the balance of, you know, having the business part and, and a bit more the creative side of things. Um, and that keeps uh, myself balanced as well, I think. so. <laughs> And what are your ambitions for it, finally, just personally and, and also uh, for Neo Studios? Well, my only ambition is to, to you know, build uh, a great company and, and make, you know, really attractive uh, programming for and as broad as much audience as we can. Um, so we, we have big ambitions. Um, that's something that... Uh, is with everything we do within the Acer Group, we we always have big ambitions. So Neo is not different <laughs> in that perspective. Um, so I and we are the, at the very start and the very beginning, um, but it's an interesting journey. And and, and I I truly believe that um, there is a lot more stories to tell. So I, I'm, I'm I'm sure that Neo uh, will grow a lot in the next uh, few months and years. I hope. Okay, well, the Sports Pro OTT Award nominated Take Us Home uh, is available on Amazon Prime Video here in the UK. I'm not sure uh, what the picture is internationally, but um, but I would encourage people to check that out. And Nick, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Um, and I will speak to you all again very soon. Bye-bye. Sports Pro Podcast is published by Sports Pro Media. The producer is Ed Dixon.